Hi guys, welcome back to season four, episode 17 of Mel and the Girl Problem Podcast. And today, I'm going to talk about Broadway musicals. Now, in high school, well, middle school and high school, I took theater and I have always fell in love with it. And I always thought, you know, I want to be an actress, but you know, it never too late. I could always get back into acting. And one thing that I really loved about, you know, the fair part about theater growing up in musical theater, especially at my high school, um, is my lovely um, theater arts teacher, Ms. Carver. I appreciate her inspiring me to have a theater bug in me. So now when I watch any movie, I always get like Starstruck or any Broadway musical. You know, I always like to see the growth of how broad, how far Broadway's musicals have come and like the inspiration behind it because I feel like with Broadway musicals, there's always that the niche and the important message of all of them, especially now since they're slowly getting starting to come back due to the pandemic. <clears throat> I think one way how Broadway musicals are made and like the from start to finish, I think musicals are not just written by one or two people they are a collaborative creation that must be put together by extensive creative team and you think how does a stage musical go from first iteration to opening night and who does what to get it there i think you have to think about the whole process of a broader musical like from the element of the music the score the book the production team the creative the musical itself getting your musical produced in the production process like getting the idea the workshop raising the money the auditions the rehearsals the tryouts the preview opening and running on broadway i think such of these are you know my favorite uh musical Broadway musical, especially when it was adapted to a film format, was uh, Fiddler on the Roof. And then, you know, there were a lot more like uh, The Wizard of Oz, um, Susical, and, you know, a lot of tons and tons of Broadway musical, like the story of Oklahoma and the Newsy. I think, you know, just having that strong adaptation of Broadway musical, and you have to think, like, you know, what was true, like the first Broadway musical. And I think. You know, from the origin of that uh, Broadway musical, like there's that short theme of like just watching the first performer get on stage and just singing their heart and soul out, and you know, being that triple threat. And I think one time, not really one time, the like the Black Crook was the first Broadway musical and head way back to New York. A time production of the Master Specular was was the show's 150th anniversary on September 12, 1868. A happy accident occurred, basically, that changed Broadway forever. And I think, you know, with the makings and the markings of Broadway musicals and the way that they come from then versus now, that they always inspire audience. And when you think about what is a Broadway musical and why do we like so much, like what keeps us coming back for more, what entices us to get lost in a world of song and dance and escapism and height and emotion. So many musicals have resonated once in roughly 150 years since Broadway musical became one of the New York City's most popular form of entertainment. And taking a look back at Broadway's musicals throughout history and examine the 20s of the benchmark titles that have evolved from this form, impacting audiences and demonstrating that these have something extra special. Like I mentioned before, The Black Crook, as the Broadway song says, is not where you start, it's where you finish. And it's true that The Black Crook is seldom, if ever, revived today. But then, then it's actually important line, not in the context of the show itself, but instead of the, 
like but instead of its symbolic place as the first rabbi musical scholars debate the actuality of it being the first because it certainly holds one of musical theater's first big phenomenon examining the structure that we currently accept as a modern musical the 1866 piece came in when a struggling play and displaced dance couple were brought together the songs were added and hit was born voila instant musical theater that show ran for 474 performances then toured the country um then we had showboat the 1927 musical showboat was music by jerome kern and lyrics by oscar hammerstein and pg wildhouse adapted from Erden Febber's sprawling novel the same name. Hammerstein also wrote the book A Serious One that dealt with topics such as racism and misgendering. My generation, am I pronouncing that right? Shelbrook Mark Musicals, theater's first serious step towards a maturing evolution. It featured an early stab at the integrity music where the music and lyric grew out of plot, theme, and characters. Or another musical of the I Sing came out in 1931, musical score by George and Ida Gerswin and book by George S. Koopman and Maury Ritzkin. But a glorious attire of American politics and a witty lampoon of a, of a presidential election would make uh, the I Sing particularly significant. It was the first musical to win the Pulitzer Prize for drama, an indication that American musicals were taken more seriously as a legit art form. And then you have Porky and Bess you know, many people debate was it opera, was it a musical? The ongoing debates around Porgy and Bess is the ninth five piece with a book by Du Bois Haywire, music by George Gerwin, and lyrics by Irene Gerwin. Remains one of the most revered shows of Broadway stage and a serious turning point telling the of the African American story through musical theater. The story of a group of men living in the slums of Charleston who falls in love with a beautiful drag addict woman continues to resonate this day and enjoys a revival of a few seasons back. Then we have the good old Oklahoma that came out in 1943. Then you have Finn and Rainbow that came out in 1947. Kiss Me Kate came out in 1948. It was a term of evolutionizing musical theater as an art form. It is, however, a massive constructed complex musical comedy, a brilliant show within a show where each story sheds light on one another. Sam Bella Speck wrote the clever book, adapting from William Shakespeare, The Taming of the Shrew, and Cole Porter's The Sparkling Score, where Kiss McKay became an important benchmark among Broadway evolution story in that it was just the first with to win the Tony's Award for Best Musical. And then you have West Side Story, Fiddler on the Roof, you know, Cabernet, Company, Hair, Chorus Line, Dream Girls, La Cage, Hafu, um, Fan of the Opera, The Secret Garden, Rent. Rent was more than just an iconic musical. It was an international phenomenon that reframed the culture and so- social relevance of musical theater. Jonathan Lar- Larson worked and came out in 1996 about a community struggling bohemian artist living in Manhattan's Alphabet City under the specter of HIV struck a powerful core with an entire generation. Rent also reformed that there was an audience for musicals that explore more contemporary sound and subject matters. And family opera um, I think it was a, a holding the distinction of Broadway musicals, long-running musical of all time. Family Opera opened a Broadway Majestic Theater on January 26, 1988, and it has remained um, in scorn there ever since. The Andrew Lloyd Webber, Charles Hart, Richard Stolen musical about an opera goes in the in in the mentor showing no signs of stopping. 
the combination of a richly romantic score is no cost fair spectacular proven to be a must-have ticket when it opens more than three decades ago and i think also like you know we have in the heights as a broadway musical and hamilton you know continuing like these strong threshold of musical theater molds um you know in the heights composer lyric require lynn Min- Manuel Miranda brought us the musical Hamilton, a piece of revisionary history that that casts a non-white performer depicting America's founding fathers. The musical sought to give minorities a voice in their own country's history, imagining the perspective of what it would have been like if there had been more in their equal dues. And I think, um, you know, it also makes lists because of it's pulling people into theater and to draw particularly young people at significant helping to create the new generation of Broadway musicals uh, and theater goers. And I think, you know, that's important because we're trying to always create a new generation of talents and entrepreneurs and actors and writers to keep that spirit alive of what it like to be artist, to be a performer. I think, you know, Broadway musicals just do just that because of the significant hole that they place in our heart. And I agree, like, you know, anyone who gets into musical theater or Broadway musical season for the very first time, you're entering a world that is like you've never seen before. And I'm kind of glad that, you know, I was introduced at a very young age. I've still fell in love with this art form and, you know, entertainment for a long time. And I can't wait to see where the next couple of years will take Broadway and the musical theaters that have come with it and let's see some new ones kind of sprouts away in this new year but we gotta see what's happened see where the broadway musical theater takes us next but i hope y'all enjoyed this podcast episode comment down below your favorite broadway musical i think mine has to be fan of the opera um rent lion king and wicked i definitely truly want to see Beetlejuice. And I truly want to see like Lion King before in the true stage of Broadway musical. But once, hopefully, once this pandemic comes in, I'll be able to see it eventually. But thank you for tuning in to the episode. I'll see y'all real soon. Until then, bye.